This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I don't know if uh, if you've seen the news that dropped this afternoon, but uh, it looks like the honeymoon is over for Kim and Kanye. Did you see? Did you see that news? Seven years is uh, a long honeymoon. It is. It yeah. is, man. I feel like it was just yesterday that uh, that he was getting her a hologram for, of her uh, deceased father for her birthday. Um, that like. Huh. Yeah, like I, what? What a it's an such a bizarre gift, but you know, um, yeah, they they made a they made a good go of it, but uh, I, I just uh, I, makes me kind of wonder what the final straw was for for her. You know, like apparently she's the one that filed divorce papers. I I honestly couldn't tell you uh, anything about the relationship. I really don't pay attention. Uh, the only thing I I even know about the Kardashians is that. Robert Kardashian was on the OJ dream team uh, and yep. David Schwimmer looked a hell of a lot like him in that uh, OJ series on FX. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's, that's pretty much my entire knowledge of anything Kardashian. So, okay. Well, I am, I am a super, uh, super Kim Kardashian and the whole Kardashian family fan. So, uh, I keep up with all of them. Um, I buy all the makeup lines, um, uh, the, uh, Kim's, uh, tights that she sells on Instagram. Uh, I've got a <laughs> pair of those. Um, so, uh, but yeah. Is that the pants up there behind you? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, um, for, for those that don't know, I do this in my, my walk-in closet, uh, in the, in the bedroom. So, uh, uh, that's, that's Kim's, I forget the brand name of them. That that's her skin tight pants, but, uh, more, more importantly, actually, I just see who joined us. Um, speaking of, uh, uh, world renowned, impressive, prolific genius musicians, we are 
thrilled to be joined this evening on Get to Know Your Lower Rangers by the one and only five-time uh, Suey nominee, Yeti Blanc. Yeti, how are you, man? Hey, welcome, guys. Or, <laughs> welcome, welcome to your podcast. <laughs> Here we are yes. right out of the gate. Well, welcome World to renowned musician, uh, terribly, terribly overrated speaker. We never um, said well done well, podcaster. You notice that part? What was it? yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Well, you are you are more known for your incredible voice and musicianship than you are for public speaking. That's not what you're. That's not what you're beloved for, right? Like, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, one day. One day. Well, and also I should have noted host of the podcast. Yes, maybe no, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, uh, with it co-hosts it with um. Uh, not to throw shade on you, Yeti, but Suey winner, Andrew Streeter, uh, and also your uh, best friend, I believe. Um, you can, yeah, sure. You can call us that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> one of one of the one of my best friends for certain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you guys have, have known each other for, for a, a hot minute, I believe. And uh, a funny thing that, that happened in the group chat early on uh, with with Lauer After Hours is, is Yeti and I realized that we uh, well, I still live here, but Yeti used to live in the same town as me. We used to uh, live uh, about 20 minutes from each other. Yes, that is so wild. That it's that's absolutely Yeti, where are you from originally? Where were you born? Uh Mount uh, I was born in Provo, Utah, but we only stayed there for two months. I was a BYU baby. Okay, um, okay. And uh we only s- stayed there two months when I always thought the story was that dad um just decided he he you know it was just too much to try to manage a new baby and still go to school, and him and mom still go to school, so they moved back to North Florida where he's from. Uh-huh. Uh, but then I found out recently that he was on academic probation. <laughs> so <laughs> I fe- posthumously found out this information. Um, okay, okay. But he, um, or, or I found it in his posthumous life, not mine. I haven't reached mine yet. And I'd like to <laughs> avoid that one for yeah. several, several, many, many more years. But um, no. Uh, so I lived I a, a few years in North Florida, just outside of Tallahassee. Um, that's where my dad's side of the family's from. And then we moved up to Mount Airy, North Carolina, when I was four years old. And that's where I was raised. That's where my mom's family is from and has been for a really long time. And so, yeah, I was, I was raised in Mount Airy okay. and uh, then had a few stints all over the place. A couple of years in Salt Lake, back in, in the Mount Airy area, Statesville for a little while, like just, just north of Charlotte. Um, then Seattle, uh, that area, um, Woodenville, Bellevue, that, that type of area. And that's where I met my wife. And we got married while living out there. And then I uh, decided I wanted to be able to afford a place to live. And because mm-hmm. um, you can't do that in Seattle. Nobody does. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I, you know, I, I wanted to be able to have a yard where the kids could play. I wanted to have sure, kids in sure. a yard where they can play. And we wanted to set up a scenario where my wife always wanted actually, she it was her desire to be able to, while the kids were not in school, to be able to be home with them. Gotcha. And uh, um, so we wanted that situation and there was no affording that in Seattle. So um we, uh, we moved back to North Carolina and ended up in Wilmington um, and then bought a house out in Leland, bounced back and forth. But that's where, yeah, that's where we were the better part of the last 10 years. Very cool. Very cool. And for those that don't know, Mount Airy uh, is uh, home to Mayberry. Is that correct? That is where Andy Griffith grew up and based uh, Mayberry. It's what he based Mayberry off of. There are a lot correct. of similarities on the show. If you ever did watch the show, there's um they always reference Mount Pilot. I grew up. 15 minutes north of that it's pilot mountain but yeah so that's yep yeah that's that's where i'm from and then you know you will your dad used to uh or i'm sorry crispy your dad uh 
<laughs> you can Christy call me. Her- hey, I, I will. I will answer. There's like a dozen names I will answer to at this point. You feel free to call me any of them. Christy, your dad used to work with Andy Griffith, right? Yeah, that, that's correct. Yeah, he did uh, three seasons of Matlock uh, that were shot here in Wilmington. And I got to meet Andy a couple times. He was, he was uh, kind of a standoffish dude for most people, but he liked my dad a lot. Uh, so my, my dad got became buddies with him over those last few years that, that he worked. Um, that's great. That's great, yeah, man. Wonderful theme song. The Matlock theme song is probably doesn't get enough praise and credit, but that very, is such, it's, very it's earwormy. So earwormy. Completely agree. Completely agree. Well, man, you are a rambling man, uh, Yeti. <laughs> I think you have you have done a whole tour of the United States, it sounds like. So and currently, where, where do you live now? We're just outside of Atlanta. Okay. So okay. Yeah, so yeah, all right. North, northeast of Atlanta. By so, a little bit, so. st- stayed in the dirty South. I hear you, man. Yeah. All right. So, uh, and, and you spoke of, of your wife and you've got kids now. What's the, what's the family situation looking like? Yeah. Got a, got a wife. We've been married for two a little over 12 years now. And I uh, got two kids, seven year old awesome. and a 10 year old a daughter and son. So oh, what, that's such a fun um, age. Yeah. Yeah. They are awesome. And it's, it's, it, it's just, it's, at a great part of their life where they're still young enough to have fun. They're not too cool to hang out with me yet, but, um, uh, but (laughs) they're, but they're old enough to actually enjoy things where you don't have to like carry them anymore. They don't, uh, they haven't gotten to the point where they think they know everything. They're still impressed. Oh, no, no, no. That, that was by the time she could talk. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I stand corrected then. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) man. That's, that's awesome. Well, fantastic. Uh, so what, what do you do, uh, for a living? I do office services for for a, a corporation. I'm not going to get into to who it is, but yeah, um, no, no, no. But yeah, so which means I'm a hitman for the CIA. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> I had a buddy that said, if anyone tells you that that they work at the CIA, they're actually they work in like janitorial at the State Department. And yes, <laughs> if they right, tell you right, the work right. as a janitor in the State Department, they might be in the CIA. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so um, I, I do office services. So like. Uh, facilities management vendor management space management making sure that we have more employees than we have seats so um we have to make sure that everybody has a place to sit not really a problem during the pandemic but under normal <laughs> circumstances but yeah, yeah we make I'm... sure we make sure that the uh, the people who are working with the clients can focus on that type of work and we take care of all the physical needs gotcha, so i gotcha. i oversee nine offices across the mid-south so it's kind of, it's kind of a logistics job, um, uh, like operational logistics. It, it is, it is that, that has a, that, that weighs into it a great deal. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. I'm always fascinated. I've said this, said this before. I am fascinated by what people do for a living. Even if that person feels like it is the most boring thing in the world, uh, which I'm not saying that you do, but just like a lot of people, ah, my, my, you don't want to know what I do for a living. Like anytime that there is a, a career path or like a job title that I have not heard of or not familiar with, I'm, I always, always find it fascinating. I was like, whole wow, I had no clue that that job even existed, that there was yeah. somebody that, that thought about that stuff. Um, very cool. Well, all right. So moving on to the entire reason that we are here, which is the Levitard show. Um, do, how long have you been listening? And do you remember kind of the moment in which you, you kind of got the show for the first time? I started paying attention in 2016. Um, when they first took over, because I was always about SVP and Rosillo, um, back before it was even before they even allowed Rosillo's name to be attached to it, he was on the show. But um, I, I, I fell in love with them when I was in Wilmington. 
um that I, I came across their show and i was like okay this is funny this is really good and then um but i also listened to coaching company that was jonathan coachman's show that he had that came on in the afternoon drive okay and um then and i really enjoyed that it was fun it, it satisfied a little bit of the hijinks but mostly you know it had, had a lot of the sports talk that i was kind of serious about at the time you know right but, right um i have no idea why i was ever that way but i was <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> Uh, it's so opposite of my personality, but uh, it's kind of uh, like so, it's it's kind of like seeing old photos of yourself and with like a bad haircut and yeah. like or like a fashionable or questionable fashion choices. You're like, why was I ever? Why did I ever think that was right? Cool? Why was this a good idea? It, <laughs> exactly. it wasn't. That's why. Um, that's why we're having this conversation right now. No, yep. but um, so yeah, but he got he got moved, and I hear this Dan Levitard guy, and I was like, oh, what's this garbage? I don't like these guys at all. I didn't even give them a chance. It was just different. And I didn't, you know, I mean, like I might've listened for 30 seconds and, and then I spent, you know, three hours trying to figure out was Jonathan Coachman fired, blah, blah, blah. And that's when I discovered that Jonathan Coachman was black. Um, <laughs> that's, that really hit home to me when I found out that Stu felt that I was like, I've right. been there, man. Right. Um, right. Now I didn't go around trying to think of what race he was. That's different. Yeah. It was um, just not anything you even gave a, gave a thought about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, to, and then I saw him like, Oh, okay. All right. There we right. go. Um, but yeah. So, but eventually 2016, I had a buddy that kept trying to urge me to listen to them. Van Pelt and, and Ryan would talk about how good the Levitard show was. Um, and then, so I tuned in and it was right around the time that Dan's dog or dog died. Oh yeah. Um, I remember that. It was such a hilarious story and I couldn't believe that he was being, I've re, I appreciated his vulnerability. Sure. I was like, okay, there's, this is something different. And so I kept listening and it reminded me of the former BBC, BBC show top gear, mm -hmm. um, yep. which is now the grand tour on Amazon. Those guys, it's a car show, but it's mostly hijinks wrapped around the, the cars that they're talking about. Sure. But sure. it's just three friends who just want to go out and, and be goofy and have fun revolving around cars, but, but it's not really about cars. Right. Um, right. So I felt that like Levitard show, that was one of the earliest analogs I could compare it to. It was like, this is kind of like top gear. It's, it's a sports show. That's not about sports at all. Like it's, it's within that sports cathedral, but it's, it's, you know, throwing things at the pulpit, you know, the, right, whole, the right. whole time. And it's and using, like, it's using the conventions of a sports show to just to laugh all day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. And so, and it wasn't long after that, that I, uh, the whole, uh, listen man rant when Stu Gatz trampled all over the predator <laughs> bit that Mike Ryan yes. was doing, yeah. that was what, that's, that's what solidified it for me. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Um, so yeah, so are, it's been 20, since 2016, that's when they replaced, um, the, what had become the Rosillo show because Van Pelt went on to do sports center at midnight. Um, that's when that replaced as my priority. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So, you know, I'd listen to Rosillo and I still do, but he's not, you know, Dan gets, Dan gets top billing with me now so, yeah, and has yeah, been yeah. ever since 2016. We all have our, our podcast hierarchy where if uh, right. you're, you're cool with listening to one thing, but if another, if an episode of something else drops that is uh, higher in that uh, hierarchy, then you're going to, you're going to stop what you're listening to and then jump to that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm glad. Um, no, I'm not alone in that way of thinking and that there's no <laughs> guilt to, to guilt to go along with it. No, absolutely not. You, you, I, that's exactly how I listen to my podcast. Uh, like I have, I have many episodes that are like, have like 17 minutes left because uh, an episode of something else <laughs> dropped, you know? Um, okay. So, so since you've been listening since 2016 or, or maybe, maybe this, uh, 
the answer to this next question prefaces when you started listening. Um, if you were introducing someone to the Levitard show, what is one of your favorite moments that you would that you would use to to kind of lure them in and say, hey, man, or or gal, you, you've got to listen to this uh, as a, a kind of like a bait that you would give them? Hey, man, I play I got a song played on that ESPN radio, man. You should check it out. No, but I mean, that's, you know, here lately, I, that's, I have tried to, you know, tell people about the show yeah. using the fact that I've had some songs played on there. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, it hasn't worked, but uh, <laughs> like we have a, a cousin's group chat on, on Snapchat. It's the only reason I even, that I'm even on there. I only use it to be, to send little messages back and forth to all of my cousins. Right. I have over 50 cousins, 50 first cousins on each side of my family. So I have over Holy 100 first cow. cousins. So on my dad's side, we have this whole group group chat on Snapchat. And so I am, uh, so like, I tried to tell them about it. And like the most I got back was like, cool. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and like I figured, I mean, most of the cousins are girls, but I figured, you know, that maybe, I mean, but they're all sporty. Yeah, so they know yeah. ESPN. Right. Yeah. And, they, they... and their husbands are, you know, especially <laughs> one is a mega Utah jazz fan. I figured he'd at least think, oh, that's really cool. But I guess not. Nothing. All I got back is, is cool. They they need to learn how to uh, how to to tell a white lie then uh, that that's that's the moment if my cousin sends me something like that and be like yo that's fantastic I, I cannot wait to listen and then a couple hours later then you send the follow up text with hey that was think? that was wonderful that sounded awesome great job it, it, you know never having actually listened to it I know they're just too <laughs> honest and but yeah no um so it, I mean that's been the actual way I've done it lately but pre show song. Um, it would probably, the looks like game is probably a really good, good. That, that's how I've tried to introduce my wife to it, yeah, which has right, also right. failed. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> she, she does not get the show, nor does she care to. Yeah. And my wife's the same way. Yeah. She likes to roll her eyes anytime I talk about it. But that's okay. <laughs> I know I'm married up, so I'm not going to push the issue too much. Oh, you know? I, brother, I'm right there with you. I, uh, you know what? Like my wife doesn't really care to, she doesn't follow sports or anything, but even, even like, you know, she has her own podcast that she listens to, and I am not trying to push it on her at all. She tolerates yeah. very, very sweetly. She like, you know, I'll, I'll tell her about something. She's like, honey, that is, that is so fantastic. She is so supportive. And then like she gives me the, the vocal <laughs> equivalent of like a pat on the head. Uh, like, you know, good for you, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Yep, so, yep, um, yep. all right. So uh, out of the Lebitard show universe, I know this is kind of like choosing which of your favorite children uh, or which child is your favorite? Uh, who would be your favorite member of the Lebitard show universe? So, you know, Dan gets his own wing in the hall of fame for me. Um, okay. I, I'm a Dan guy all, all the way. Um, and so it, it's him. It just because he has been so pivotal in opening my eyes up to different ways of thinking into helping me understand into introducing me to other voices as well. Like I already, I, I was already a fan of Sarah Spain before she showed up on Levitard mm -hmm. um, or before I found out that she was involved with Levitard because she used to be on SVC, SVP and Rosillo. She'd right. make guest appearances there. Um, but, uh, uh, but like he introduced me to, I'd heard of Bomani, but I'd never stopped to listen. And he introduced me to Bomani. He introduced yeah. me to Izzy um he introduced me to mina and and all these great voices you know dominique and and uh and and every and, and like so those voices along with dan's support have done so much to you know I, we just mentioned earlier i grew up in a really small town 
you right. know, that there are, if you're not exposed to different things, you really don't have much of a reason to make you think too differently. Even in Seattle, I was still in kind of a very insular community. Um, and uh, even though I got out and I started to see things differently and, and out there, I got to see people treat people in a much more come as you are mm -hmm. attitude, which was awesome. Especially, even in church, you know, I, I go to church regularly and church can be very insular, even though they might say visitors welcome on the outside. The yes, culture I, inside can, can be not always, but can sure. be quite insular and uh, and be a tough cookie to or, or a tough shell to crack. But yeah. um, um, but in Seattle, it was like, we don't care. Right. who you are just right. we think it's awesome that you're here and i saw that in the community so that that really helped me say it's you don't have to be afraid to be open and to let people into your lives and right and then and then i, I moved back to north carolina and i start getting into dan and he just it just that that ball kept rolling that part of my growth so he's just been a big part into helping me realize that there are people beyond me that there are people that have a different experience than the one i grew up with um, and that there's, there should be no shame in the experience I had. There should only be shame if I'm unwilling to do anything about any of the inequalities the, or, you know, if I'm unwilling to help somebody out, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, so Dan has his own special wing in the hall of fame outside of him. I've varied over the, over the years. Um, there, there was a point in time where I was, uh, I, they're all great, but like, you know, I, I was, I was Billy more than Chris for a while, but over the last couple of years, it's probably become Chris. He's <laughs> um, you know, he, 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 yeah. But, but like, there, there's so much Billy Gill in me that yeah. I appreciate. <laughs> um, but, uh, but there's, but, but like, I think Chris is like almost everybody's answer. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, Chris yeah, is I'd have to say him. Chris is a hard one to pass up because he's, he's the, the one I think that like, you know, you know, he's going like, if, if you saw him at a party or if you met him at a party or at a bar or something, uh, you're just, just out and about, uh, like, you know, you're in for a good time. You know what I mean? Like that, that dude is, uh, is, there's not going to be an awkward moment. There's not going to be an awkward silence, uh, the, the, the entire time, um, with, with the Dan thing though, I, I, I love your answer to that simply because, uh, Dan's ability to get people to realize that, that empathy is a quality uh, to, to, to seek. It's a, it's a virtue. Um, and it's one of the most important things that you can, uh, like have as a well-rounded individual. Um, I, I think that cannot be overstated how important that is and how many people I think he's done that for, um, has been tremendous. Uh, so yeah, fantastic answer on both fronts, Yeti. Good job, man. Um, okay. Moving on from favorite member. Uh, so uh, I know you have have kind of joined us for a few. You're not you're not uh, on on many of the uh, the interviews necessarily. But but how did you end up in the in the group chat uh, uh, besides just being the world famous uh, world renowned Yeti Blanc? <laughs> so um, you know, this whole thing started up about six weeks after the fine song debuted, which was kind of the the instigator for this whole run of show songs that that Andrew and I did and then followed up by Flim and, and, you know, beep had one in there. And, um, and then, you know, now you've got, you've got the old, uh, the pirate radio song going <laughs> yeah, on, you yeah. know, like, but so this whole, the, the very first, the Memorial day episode of Lauer after hours was about six weeks after that. And it's funny. I just pulled up the, uh, the messages that I sent to Andrew right around then 
um, I, I was asking him about, um, oh, I said, I've made contact with the, uh, with Intermike Ryan fan, uh, fan, account, fan account, and then I'm in <laughs> on the next Lower Rangers pod that they do. He said, I can get you in the door if you want. So it was, I, I listened to that Memorial Day pod and, um, uh, and um, yeah, I, 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 stu- I listened to that and I reached out. I was like, yo, can I join in? This could be fun, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I tried, you know, I had to lay out my bona fides, like I'm the fine song guy. And at that <laughs> right? point, I think that might've been the only song I'd had played at that point. Cause I went through a dry spell. I went through a few where I could, that, that, that Chris wouldn't play. Oh, um, no. But, and then Andrew went out like, and just scorched the earth with like five or six in a row. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. um, but, uh, no, maybe I, I think I'd had fat angel played by this point as well. But yeah. So then I said, I said, by Lower Rangers, I don't mean that local hour dinner for schmucks thing. So they did a m- Memorial Day pod yesterday that they want to do somewhat regularly. It's, you know, Mike Ryan fan. It was mm-hmm. him, Stupak, lady from Australia, steak sauce, and the Wisconsin lacrosse coach lady from Twitter. <laughs> that's how I described everybody. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. So, um, yeah, but no, I, I reached out, you know, just through Twitter and got in on the group chat and joined him for a little bit. And then just the schedule be- became to where I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. But yeah. Andrew and I had always talked about doing a pod together. It, be, it was more like a joke that we never would do one. Right. And then leading up to the 4th of July, I would just remembered the whole phrase um, or the rejoin where they say, is saving the best? Yes, maybe no. Is saving <laughs> the best? Yes, maybe no. And I was like, there could be something there. You know, Dan is all about the nuance. Sure. And so we could take topics and we don't have to say, is it great? Yes. Or maybe, or no, we can do everything in between and kind of argue the, or discuss the ins and outs. And that's the loose format of the show. Yeah. But yes, but then, so, you know, we stayed in and out with the group chat and joined in for a couple of, of episodes every now and again. I know Andrew joins in for um, uh, uh, the, either the Monday or the Wednesday pod on occasion. Um, Yep. So yeah, that's how that's how I stumbled into that group. Fantastic, fantastic. So um uh not to to get too personal here, um, but I, I gotta ask, uh, what is your second favorite color? My second favorite color would be um I would have thought of this earlier. It's probably uh green, which is weird considering I don't wear green that often. I don't have much in green, but I do enjoy I do enjoy green. My number one favorite color, Duke uh-huh. is puke, wake is fake. The team I hate is NC State. You can't go to heaven in a red canoe because God's favorite color is Carolina blue. Oh man, Yeti, that that uh man, that accent warms my heart, my man. Hey man, uh, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> I love it so much. So, well, my next question was going to be, what is your favorite color? But uh, that that was better than any any setup I could have given you. Uh, so okay, so so Carolina blue, and then any any particular shade of green? Uh, it just. I, not really i guess it's not that much of my second favorite color <laughs> that's, but, you know, fine, that's fine who knows that's, that's fine so okay so uh the last question i have for you and you can answer this uh uh for for yes maybe no for for your podcast um what's been your favorite <laughs> moment since you've since you've joined this whole uh crazy circle of of uh of podcasters here all right so i, I have to be this isn't me just being political which means it is no um if i didn't join in for a couple of episodes of Lauer After Hours, I don't know that I would be doing Yes, Maybe, No. Yeah. Um, 
Lauer after hours at the very beginning, especially did help embrace a lot of the, 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 the joke podcast format that Andrew and I had talked about. Cause I legitimately wanted to do one, but then as we never, we never actually really buckled down and did anything with it. We just sent ideas back and forth. It became more of a joke. Like, sure. Hey, when we ever do that pod here, this would be funny to do. Right. Um, so Lauer after hours helped fulfill some of the wackiness that I wanted to do originally. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I've got that out of my system. But I really like talking. I really like this idea of maybe doing a show. I've got a good setup now. I've got, you know, I have a studio at home. Um, you know, it's, it's a closet that I've turned into one. But yeah, you know, it's, it's a good, comfortable place to work. And uh, I was like, Let, let's do this. So if I didn't join the Lauer After Hours and for a little bit, and I, if I wasn't part of the group chat, I don't know that I'd be doing Yes, Me, No, Maybe, No. And I really love doing Yes, Maybe, No. Uh, looking at the surface, people would probably think that it, it would be getting to talk to Sarah Spain um, and have her on and talk about The Office with her, which was awesome. That was such a fun episode. That's, that's um, fantastic. But uh, but it, that's that was wonderful. It was wonderful. But I have to say my friendship that I built with Jeremy Taché is the, the, the one that's kind of ringing true through that whole thing. Um, like he's more than just someone we've had on twice and we'll have on again really soon. Mm-hmm. Um, he's someone that we chat you know, regularly we'll message each other about life and um some things that are going on if i'm having a tough time he can kind of sense that he'll reach out and you know and i, I reach out to him he's you know, he's he's like a little brother to me you know, he's, there's yeah, 15 yeah. years between us there's there's only 14 years between me and my youngest sibling so they're they're very similar age and um and uh so like and, and but we've got so much in common with all the music and the sports and things that we you know we we're we're cut from a very similar cloth and so like i've enjoyed really getting to know him that and i'll tell you it's a lot of fun coming up to coming up with different versions of our theme song i i, I made <laughs> i'm maybe too happy with how that theme song is i love it maybe too much i, I shouldn't be as proud as i am but i am i'm really proud of it you should and, absolutely be proud and you know, at christmas time i put jingle bells behind it when <laughs> when sarah um or when we had lorenzo on i did a kazoo version of it um <laughs> when sarah came on to talk about the office I, I redid the whole song to kind of fit the baseline and the drum pattern and i added a melodica in there to you know to kind of double up and piano to double up the way, like the way, make it match the the, the same way that the office theme song right, was set right. up. And I've got more versions coming um, very soon. Hopefully ne- in an episode next month, we'll get to unveil the, the, the newest uh, version that I've got for another themed episode. I put in all that work for one episode. That's you know? incredible. That's but incredible. I love it. Like, like, like so, so it's, oh, but it's really helped me with my songwriting and yeah. the original stuff that I'm trying to put out and work on really soon. So, yeah, between the friendship with Jeremy and I'm way too in love with my own theme song. So. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are completely uh, those are fantastic answers and completely understandable. Um, uh, uh, I w- I'm in love with Jeremy, too. Who is in love with that dude? Right. Uh, he's he's uh, just an. Uh, such a fantastic guy, the sweetest guy in the world. And I can't, can't wait to see where his career takes off to. And I cannot wait to see where yes, maybe no takes you guys, uh, particularly with, with that incredible theme song. Um, Yeti, thank you so much for joining us this evening for, for get to know your Lauer Ranger. We, we appreciate it so much. Where can everybody find you, follow you, find your music, find your podcasts, uh, et cetera. So um, you can find me on Twitter at Yeti Blanc underscore. You can find, um, follow the podcast at Yes, Maybe No Pod. Yeah, at Yes, Maybe No Pod on Twitter and Instagram. 
um, you can uh, you can find my show songs, my Levitard show songs, somewhere on SoundCloud under Yeti Blanc. I don't know the okay. address, and I will be I will have some original music coming out soon. Um, hopefully in the next two weeks. It was maybe this week, but okay. Andrew's Andrew's producing it for me, and his power has been out all week. It's been a really rough week oh, in San yes. Antonio. That's true. That's and true. Um, but yeah, so there there'll be some uh, there'll be some original music put up on Bandcamp very very soon. And, um, and, uh, so yeah, um, but yeah, that's, that's where you can, you can find me and everything I'm involved in for the time being. And yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Yeti, again, thank you so much, man. It, it was an absolute pleasure getting to know you uh, on this episode, man. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. How do I leave this meeting? listen to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.